hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for how how great you are. And God, we do lift our hands to you. You are our refuge. You are our strength. Where we take time to pour out our heart, to pray, to lift up our lives, our church, our committed in our world. We just uh, pray that you allow us to see others as you see us. So God, during this time, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, if you were to go online or, or maybe pick up a magazine article or, or if, you, if you go to the grocery store, you'll see magazines that, that give us specific steps on how to do things. Uh, some of the ones that I've seen recently is 13 ways to improve your life or five ways to improve your memory. It's probably one that I need to work on a little bit. And there's always 10 ways to grow healthy hair. That's the one. That <laughs> I just ignore that one. But we, we like to have steps. We, we, we like to have some formulas to give us direction or maybe how we can improve our lives. So when I was thinking about this sermon series, about three steps and a Christian walk. I, I wasn't doing this series, so I give you a, a formula that you, if you follow it, everything will be fine and everything will be clear. No, the, the, the reason why for this series is to hopefully help us think about what makes our Christian walk possible. And the three ways that we're going to talk about over the next three weeks is number one is that we must step out. The second step is that we need to step toward. And the final step is that we must step forth. So we're going to learn about stepping out, stepping toward, and stepping forth. So today we're talking about what does it mean to step out? Specifically, what does it mean to step out in faith? Our scripture for this morning is from the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 5 through 15. Hear the word of the Lord. Moses writes about the righteousness that comes from the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that, that comes from faith talks like this. Don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will go down to the region below, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the message of faith 
we preach. Because if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and in your heart you have faith that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Trusting with the heart leads to righteousness, and confessing with the mouth leads to salvation. The scripture says all who have faith in him won't be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord is Lord of all, who gives richly to all who call on him. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So how can they call on someone they don't have faith in? And how can they have faith in someone they haven't heard of? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I'm, a, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. I, I love all three of the movies. I don't count that last movie, but the, the three <laughs> movies, the original trilogy. But my favorite movie is the third movie, uh, Indiana Jones and, and the uh, Last Crusade. And in this movie, Indiana Jones is being sent to recover the, uh, the Holy Grail. And, and, and he, he, he's headed out, and he gets to this place, and his dad gets shot to force him out to, uh, to recover this grail. And as he's doing this, he has this guidebook, and he, he's following the steps, and he gets to this point where he, he sees this, this huge chasm, and he's supposed to take a leap of faith. And, and, and he, he struggles as he, he looks out over this, this, this big, giant ravine, and, and slowly he takes one foot out. And I, I didn't come up here just to do this, because I'm not. But he puts his foot out in the middle of nothing, and he lands on this path. He takes a leap of faith. Sometimes when we think of a leap of faith, we think of something that is irrational, something that is irrational that may end up to something good, or it may just offer a tragic consequence. So faith itself is often seen as ultimately a matter of extreme irrationality and uncertainty, and it's ridiculed for being that. But my friends, when we take a look at what faith truly is. We see that it's neither irrational, and we see that it's not uncertain, but it is something that, or, or, or it's something to grasp onto in a moment of desperation. But faith is a statement of belief, and faith is a statement of allegiance. We go back to our scripture to verse 10. It reminds us that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. See, that's our, our statement of belief. And in your heart, you have faith that God raised him from the dead. That is our statement of allegiance. You will 
be saved. Sometimes we take this phrase of believing that Jesus is Lord and we make it a benign statement. It can easily be one of those things that we just throw away. Something that we just say, well, yeah, of course I believe Jesus is Lord. But do we really know what Paul is talking about here when he says that we claim that Jesus is Lord? The word Lord in Greek is the word kurios. Say that with me, kurios. And kurios is the term that that the ancient Greeks would use whenever they would talk about the emperor or when they talked about the Greek gods. So when Paul is talking about people claiming or, or taking on the name or taking that Jesus is their Lord, they are renouncing everything else and they are putting all of their hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And that got people killed. When people said that Caesar was no longer their Lord, but Jesus was their Lord, they put themselves in danger. When they put their hope and trust in Jesus and not on the state, they were setting themselves apart. They were taking this confession and making it theirs. When Paul says to proclaim Jesus as Lord, he is saying we must draw a line in the sand and we must proclaim and share openly who we proclaim. The disciple Peter, he had a moment like this. The disciples were out on a boat in Matthew 14. And as they were there, Jesus was uh, on ahead of them, and they were trying to catch up. And during the middle of the night, the disciples look out and they see this figure walking on the water. And it scared them. It would scare me too. Be out in the middle of, of this sea or, or this lake and, and seeing this figure walking towards them. And as they're walking towards them, they realize that it's not just a ghost or an apparition, that it is the Lord walking towards them. And the other disciples are kind of hesitant and they don't know what to think about what they see, but Peter calls out this confession. He calls out to Christ and he says, if it is you, tell me to come out and join you. So Christ invites Peter to come out into the water. So boldly, he takes that step out of the boat and starts walking towards Jesus. And I can, I can assure you that probably as Peter was walking on the water, he was looking around going, man, this is really cool. I, I'm out here walking on the water with my Lord. But then a storm came up, and Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, and he started to sink. And Jesus reached down and picked him up and placed him back in the boat. 
See, Peter, he took a moment to confess that Jesus was his Lord, and he boldly stepped out in faith, knowing that Jesus was there with him. That was when all this other stuff that was around him, the waves, the the thunder, the lightning, all of the crashing that was there, the noise that made him take his eyes off of God. We have a tendency to do that, don't we? Sometimes we we, we get this, this, this fever and we want to Boldly follow Christ. You know, I remember with mission trips and, and special church moments, vacation Bible school, you know, moments where, where I was really felt connected to God. I was ready just to, to storm the beach and to say, oh, you know, I'm going to just do everything I can to follow Christ, and then life happens around me. And I get worried. And I wonder, can I really do this? And I start to sink. But thanks be to God who reaches out to us in our lowest moments and pulls us up so we, so we can trust in God, so that we know that, that God is always there. So why is it important for us to, to confess that Jesus is Lord, and why is it important to, to confess our allegiance towards Christ? Verse 14 gives us that answer. Verse 14 reminds us, how can they call on someone they don't have faith in? And how can they have faith in someone they haven't heard of? And how can they hear without a preacher? Now, folks, this isn't passing the buck on me or, or to Tim. Whatever we see, whenever we see that last line, how can they hear without a preacher? It's not just saying that you get what you have on Sunday morning and you're good to go. No, it is a call for each and every one of us to boldly proclaim Christ to others. See, the word preacher in Greek is kyrio. Caruso. Right, Richard? Did I get that right? No. Oh, you don't know. Oh, Hebrew, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be taking this part out of the podcast. Caruso. We'll just, we'll just call it that. Yeah, thank you, Ruth. But that this Greek word, it means to, to proclaim openly, to, to proclaim something that has been done. And I know that God has worked mighty and wonderful things in each of your lives. And you have something that you can proclaim. You have something that you can share with someone not to, not to brag, not to boast, but to let people see how good God is. So our question for today, 
a thing for us to think about, the thing for us to, to, to move forward with is how can we move forward in a faith that is life-giving, that, that boldly shares Christ's love with others, that, that let us know that no matter what trials or tribulation we may go through, what troubles or difficulties we may have, that God is with us so that others may see that God is with them. Let us pray. Dear God, we ask that you help us to to take a a Christian walk, to, to allow you to move in and through our lives to allow you to be our Lord. When other things call us to place our allegiance in them, we stand like Paul and we say, no, Jesus is our Lord. And all of our actions, all that we say, all that we do, reflect his love in us. So God, we lift these prayers up to you. In the name of the one who walked before us, in the name of the one who walks after us, Jesus our Lord, amen.